Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. We are about halfway through this year's World Series, and we are on the way to the New Smyrna Speedway. So again, as I mentioned last week on the preview show, this episode's going to be a little bit different. So you're going to hear a lot of background noise, and we don't have everything right in front of us, but I am joined by a good buddy of mine, Austin Griffiths, from the Citrus County Speedway, who's been helping me out. And uh, we're going to recap what we've seen so far in the World Series. And we have some updated power rankings that Austin and I looked over this morning to the best of our tired abilities at this point. And uh, we'll go over all of that. So, Austin, let me bring you in here and, and ask you, what do you think of this year's series so far? I'm tired. You're tired? But it's been it's been a blast. Uh, I've enjoyed being at the track. A little sunburnt. But that's okay. We're going back day six at this point, and uh, it's been it's been fun. Yeah, the way I look at it, if your feet don't hurt, you're not tired, and you're not sunburnt, you haven't been doing enough. So I think it's safe to say that both of us have done plenty and a little bit more. Um, there's definitely been some challenges here this World Series, not only with the weather, but with our realm of things. Um, it's been frustrating at times. Um, the good news is we still have very solid car counts at this point and the weather has cleared out and we've seen some really good racing um so obviously we don't have the time to sit here and go over each race we'll we'll recap things more in depth after the daytona 500 on the on the next show uh, when we have more time to sit down and and digest and our brains are working better but um we're just gonna kind of go over the first five nights in, in general and just go over a few talking points and then like i said we'll go over the power rankings so again thank you to all of our sponsors american auto 124 welding and fab schultz engineered products schultz racing fuel cells uh very paint and body and i feel like i'm missing somebody off the top of my head here um but we'll we'll play it in the ads i thank you guys all so much for your continued support of the show srq taxes of course has come on board for these shows as well uh, never give up with Andy Morrison and everybody else. Thank you so much. So, Austin, first of all, first two nights, kind of disappointing. Um, the stage was set for this to be an incredible World Series. Friday's weather looked great all week long, and then we get one race in and it rained. How much of a, how, how deflating was that to you, given all the build to the World Series? Well, the first night was definitely disappointing. Uh, made the drive out there from home that night and we only got one race in it was a sportsman and honestly it was kind of a lackluster race they just kind of got single file and road there yeah way so those guys definitely understood that their big race was the next day uh they played nice but it was cool to see Derek griffith get the win in the jason boyd car a last minute deal for that to come together and he got the win over cody brusso so i think um not really surprises up front, but new faces that we don't normally see up front to kick off the World Series. Um, I'm glad, though, we got one race in that night because we haven't officially not raced on any of the nights. Yeah, we did get some racing in, even if it was just one on Friday night. And Saturday night, we got the uh, Wheel and Modified Tour race in along with the Pro Late Models, who were a little rough that night. Yeah, that was a, an interesting. It was a full night, even though we didn't get all the racing in. Uh, that Tormod race, in, in my opinion, I don't, I don't know how you feel about it, Austin, but I thought it was a really good race. It had that little bit of a lull in the middle, 
um, when the field got kind of strung out and they went green for a while. But that always happens in long-distance races. They get into a groove, they settle down, and um, then at the end, I think that was some of the most incredible modified racing I've ever seen. We had drivers going back and forth that kind of looked like a little mini Daytona out there, three, four, five different lead changes and 10 laps or so. And then they had the big one over in turn one and two where it looked like, um, I think it was Doug Kobe got into Justin Bonsignor and triggered a, a big wreck. Jimmy Blewett, who was all over the track, all into people. He was so fun to watch. He got caught up in it and uh, a bunch of others. And then from that point forward, we saw a great battle with Matt Hirschman, who used pitch strategy to get track position. He came out of nowhere uh, to get himself involved. Just when we had counted him out, um, he got back involved, but he and Ron Silk had a great battle. And uh, I don't know about you, but seeing Ron Silk win that race and that uh, great of fashion was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, I thought it was a fun race to watch because of the strategy. You had two different strategies going on there. Uh, the first caution we had, a couple laps in, some cars came down pit road, and it kind of, you know, you had two different cycles going on. Austin Beers led a good majority of that race, and I was like, this is incredible. And looking at the ticker, you know, the top five board, I was like, this is a very strange top five right now. And then you had Hirschman deep in the field. You had Bonsignor deep in the field. I'm like, these two have not been a factor all night. And lo and behold, they both end up on the podium at night's end. But it was fun to watch. You had the strategy going on. You had a couple melees there. Um, how about Anthony Cecily finishing fourth that night? I don't think he was really on anybody's radar. So for him to finish fourth... That was really impressive. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I had actually forgotten that. He's been very under the radar. I, I just love how smooth Matt Hirschman is. Even on his worst night, um, admittedly, 80% through that race, that's when I was like, yeah, Matt Hirschman's been a non-factor tonight. Because yeah, I kept waiting for him to pull the trigger. Because I know how Matt Hirschman is. He knows how to ride. He knows how to take care of equipment and go when it's time. Big money Matt Hirschman. He knows what he's doing. And lo and behold... Just after I said, you know, he is a non-factor tonight, he pulls that pitch strategy. The thing that was interesting in the pitch, you couldn't change tires and add fuel at the same time, like the old Craftman Truck Series rules from back in the 90s. Um, and that really helped mix up the field and keep things interesting. When the caution came out, you never knew who was going to cycle around to the lead. Um, I, I just, I thought that race was really fun. I thought it was way better than last year's. Last year's was, it was great because it was the first one. Um, but this year... I thought the race was better. I thought there was some incredible racing. That one sequence was about a 10-lap sequence with all the lead changes before the big wreck happened was some spectacular racing, and uh, I hope this event lives on for many, many years. Yeah, it's very cool to have the modified tour down here, down south. Uh, you know, they're both mostly located up in the northeast. They come down to Virginia every now and again, but to have those guys run a series race down in Florida, it's something special. That night was a lot of fun, even though we only got the two races completed we were under a rain delay before or kind of in the middle of qualifying when the rains came that night and we were up in the tower just kind of hanging out waiting the rain and you know that older gentleman walks in and starts talking and he's standing next to me we're kind of looking at the radar just having a casual conversation about it i didn't know who the guy was and then you go oh how are you doing mr helton i'm like no crap it's like i just had a converse you know casual conversation with mike helton that was really cool and then Ben Kennedy walked in, and we talked for a little bit. So it was a really fun night, Saturday. Yeah, and that's that's one of my favorite things about Speed Weeks. You just really don't know 
who all is going to be there. And a lot of times you don't know that they're there until you see them or you hear that they're there. Um, it was cool to have Mike help. He was helping direct um, some of the track drying equipment and trying to help get the track dry and had some really good suggestions about, hey, let's turn these things around and get that wall dry because um, we did have to fight Mother Nature and they fought hard and did a great, in my opinion, did a great job to get that event in. I know the, the tour race that night was the, the main event and I don't want to say the only thing that mattered, but it was the most important thing to get in with all the hype surrounding that event, all the people that were there. Um, I, it was technically a, a sellout, just some people didn't stick around uh, during the rain shower, which I don't understand why you would pay good money to get into a racetrack and leave before anything official is announced, but hey, you got to do what you got to do. Um, tour race was great, really happy for Ron Silk. Sucks he blew a motor on Monday night, the first tour mod race, because I think he's the only guy that has anything for Matt Hirschman. Um, we did get the Pro Late Model race in that night. That was an absolute wreck fest. I can't even remember all the wrecks. I think the biggest one was uh, defending Pro Late champion Michael Hine getting taken out. Um, he has not raced since in the Pro Late, so he will not be able to defend his title. So that's opened the door for some of these guys. And we've seen Connor Jones now win twice in the Pro Late models. Um, the first night, pretty dominant. Second night, third, and then... The last win that he had, he had to bump Katie Hettinger out of the way, and I know you weren't a big fan of that move. Yeah, um, just seen him race in the past couple of years, just haven't really been a big fan of his driving style, and I just, you know, his attitude really, um, kind of cocky. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, I know he's only 16 years old, so I think he's got a little bit of maturing left to do, but... Uh, I would like to see his attitude change for sure. His talent is, you can't take it away from him. He's got the talent. He's got good equipment, of course. You know, he, he was my big surprise two years ago when he first showed up. I had never heard of Connor Jones out of Virginia. And he finished second in Pro Late Model Points. Could have, should have, would have won the championship that year. Last year he had the heartbreak on the last race when Michael Hind made his incredible comeback. Um, this year, I know his main focus was the Super Late Model. But I think at this point, a first, two firsts and a third, he might as well try to win this damn championship and get the monkey off his back. I think he's the favorite to do so if he chooses to run the rest of the races. Um, the super late model side of things has gone okay, but a 26th place finish last night going to take him out of the championship running there. So if I were him, I would focus on winning that pro late championship and then run the super and just get that experience because that's the next level for him. And, um, you were the one that saw it, but he made an announcement. Uh, he'll be running at least nine races for Thor Sport this year in the trucks. So that's that's pretty cool. So his talent has been noticed. Um, but I agree with you, Austin. He's, he's very aggressive. He will make those moves. He will knock somebody out of the way. Um, and I've, just, I've seen some things just around the pit area and, and some of the things that he says on other interviews that I've seen that I'm not a big fan of. But... Again, very talented, and uh, I think if he can control his his behavior and stuff, I, I think there's a good chance we're talking about Connor Jones for many, many years. Yeah, and, you know, there's some drivers that they race better when they are aggressive. Uh, I, he reminds me a lot of Jet Nolan a couple of years ago. Mm. Jet Nolan was really strong in the pro lates but was kind of prone to running into things a lot. Um it seems now Jet's kind of calmed down, but at the same time, he hasn't really been as much of a factor as he used to be. 
I, that's an interesting comparison. Uh, I, I I can see it on the track, off the track, completely different personalities. Um, he kind of reminds me of Kyle Busch, to be honest with you. When he's not winning, he's not happy. Um, he's aggressive. He's fast. Um, I, I see that comparison. We'll see how the maturity is. Again, 16 years old. When I was 16, I was a dumbass too. So um, I, I'm just going to... I'm going to give him the credit on the racetrack for sure, whether you like his style or not. Um, he's been fun to watch in the prolates. The prolates have had some really good competition. Uh, Katie Hettinger's been impressive. Shoulda, coulda won a race on, what was that? Was that Monday or Tuesday? Uh, I guess it was Monday. Two um, races, really. She just had a shot yeah. to win, yeah. She's, she's done well in limited experience in these types of cars. I think there's a lot of pressure on her, and she's handled it well. Um, Hunter Wright's been impressive Went to a backup car the first night Started like 30th on the field Finished 5th and he's been inside the top 5 He's in championship contention in the prolates Um, Florida Modifieds, Austin Just typical Florida Modifieds We knew Cody Stickler was going to be fast He won the first race um, Almost won the second race Wayne Parker held held him off Those results are pending tire tests Um, Started the week with 13 Florida Modifieds And as always, we're down to 8 So I don't know We've changed the rules now, which I was a huge fan of. Helped keep some, help get some drivers out here, but not as many as we hoped, and the field is dwindling. So something else has to change with the Florida Modifieds. I don't know if it's less races. I don't know if it's, if we do need to raise the purse. I mean, I know that's what everybody talks about, but um, the Florida Modifieds are doing Florida Modified things. And I don't know if you have any comments on them. Um, they haven't been fun to watch. I hate to say that. I don't want to sound negative, but I'm just being honest here. It's been rather lackluster, and it hasn't been any different the past couple years either. So it's really disappointing. I hope that they can get things changed, and I'm with you. I thought the Modify the Mayhem rules was going to bring more cars, but it really hasn't. Uh, we We were discussing it back at the house, maybe, you know, what we would do, and I brought up, you know, maybe just run them two races like the Sportsman run them, you know, a regular 35-lap show Friday, bring in a modified to Mayhem Series race on Saturday, make it, you know, 75 laps and pay those guys and send them on their way. Yeah, I think you could you could do that for sure and then use the 602s as the weekly or the nightly replacement for the Florida Modifieds. Even if you give them four or five races, that would still fill out the schedule um, quite nicely and kind of you can almost cut back and make it more worthwhile to not have seven, eight Florida Modifies running around for 30 laps for five nights. So um, those are good ideas. And, and, again, I don't want to sound like I'm hating on the division. I think those cars are really cool. Um, they have they, Those Modifies of Mayhem uh, races are fun to watch. So um, it's just lackluster car count for 35 laps can kind of bring a show down, and that's, that's where I'm at with that. Um, super late models have been pretty fun. The, the first night we had 18, which was respectable. Then they got rained out. Uh, their first race, they started 20 cars. Good solid field, especially nowadays. I mean, we talked about it, Austin. Some big money races lately have only had 23, 24, 25 cars. And we started 20 for a 35 lap shootout. Um, who won the first night? I can't. All right, William Swalich. Oh, that's right. William Swalich did win. Thank you. Uh, Donnie Wilson Motorsports on their game, as we predicted. Um, then night number two, we picked up a bunch of new cars that were testing for the Southern Super Series race that took place on Tuesday. And William Byron, lo and behold, comes out and puts a whooping on the field. Started outside pole and ran away with it. 
And then, of course, uh, last night, at the time of recording, um, we had the ASA Southern Super Series, Clyde Hart Memorial 100, and that was one of the most bizarre races that I've ever seen, but not for the reasons that we thought. With the big field of cars, I expected some big-time pileups, and we didn't see that. I think the story of the race was mechanical issues. It was like a um, cacophony of what's going to happen next and what's the random thing that's going to take him out. It was almost like that that race at Chicagoland in 2004 where he didn't want to be the leader. Yeah, we saw that. Uh, Steven Nassie was able to take the lead from Bubba Pollard in early goings, and that car looked really good out in front. Next thing you know, he's pulling down pit road and climbing out of the car. Uh, apparently something in the rear end went awry there and took him out for the race. And then after that, William Swalich was running second to Pollard, and he blows a motor. So, And then Pollard was leading, and something broke on that car. Luckily, they were able to get it back out, but uh, he didn't finish you know, near as good as he should have. Yeah, that, that sequence with Steven Nassi, I was watching a battle further in the pack, and I heard chatter, and I couldn't find him because he had dropped to the inside of the racetrack uh, out of our sight line behind some of the trailers in three and four. Uh, so I didn't even realize exactly what was going on at the time because I had the, the call at that point, and uh, he broke. And then spotters started knocking on our window, and it's like I talked about in the, the Robert Deal thing. When people are knocking on that window and we're trying to work, like I can't tell what what you're saying or what's going on and, I, and it's like, well, something's going on, but it did catch the attention of race control. Race control did go out and talk to the spotters, but in all of that, they were trying to say that Stephen Nassie had potentially put some stuff down on the racetrack, and then lo and behold, I think it was Jet Nolan who spun out. And Hunter Robbins knocked the wall down. <laughs> yeah. And so Hunter, Hunter did a good job getting woed up, but too much momentum carried him up uh, into Jet and up into the wall and took him out of the race. I think Jet Nolan rebounded for a top 10, so could have been worse. Um, thankfully... It sucks that Hunter Robbins, the defending champ, got torn up. He and New Smyrna just don't go together. It's like oil and vinegar for him. Um, but that was the, the kind of the wildest incident of the race. A couple of minor spins at the beginning. Um, and then once William Byron started 10th, worked his way through the field, so at least he didn't run away with the race. But once he got out in front when Nassie and Pollard had their problems, it was no contest. Nobody had anything for William Byron. Uh, he picks up his second win of the week, second consecutive Clyde Hart Memorial win, and Donnie Wilson Motorsports three for three in the Supers. Yeah, and Jake Finch had a strong showing, mm-hmm. fast qualifier, and finished second to William Byron there, Casey Roderick third. And I think really the story of the night was Connor Mosack. Started all the way back in 24th, had a very poor qualifying effort, uh, made his way up to the fourth position at the night's end. I know some cars he passed were on pit road with some mechanical issues but still he did work his way up through the field passed a lot of cars that night yeah a good chunk of the field i think we started 31 34 showed up uh, we lost kyle bryant the night before in the race then we lost two uh, to various issues in practice or performance issues um about half the field did not finish the race it was pretty incredible super late models they're so expensive these guys work so hard on these cars and it's, it's just incredible to see the amount of cars that are unable to finish a 100-lap race these days. And it's not just here. Uh, if you look at results from Snowball Derby, from even Cordial, a lot of cars just have trouble finishing these races these days. And uh, sometimes, last night was not a case of people just saving their stuff. It was legitimate things going wrong. A lot of cars on pit road with the hood up. Hopefully, they'll be able to continue. I know a lot of cars are pulling out. Uh, interested to see what the super late fields are going to look like for the rest of the week. Um, 
but whatever happens, I think we're going to have a fun championship battle between the Wilson cars and Casey Roderick. Um, do you think Roderick goes to victory lane before the week's out? I, I feel like he's been strong enough to. Um, you know, Byron's more than likely not going to be here for the rest of the week. He might come back for the Orange Blossom. Not 100% sure there. But, yeah, I think he has the capabilities of definitely getting a win or two before the week is over. Yeah, when I uh, shook his hand in victory lane last night, uh, when I was letting him know that we're coming down to do the interview and stuff to get him ready, uh, I was like, I think we'll get you a win before your, your week's done here. And he goes, well, I sure hope so. We've been too close. Um, so, yeah, Super Lance have been, in my opinion, better than expected. Um, the Clyde Hart Memorial was a bit wacky. I was hoping for a late race yellow because I wanted to see if Jake Finch had anything for William Byron. I think William would have won regardless. But uh, it was good to see Jake run well. He's improved tremendously in a late model car over the last couple of years. Um, and then Casey Roderick has just been solid, has a big point lead. Going into the second half of the week here, um, we talked about Connor Jones leading the pro late model points. Uh, Florida Modifieds, again, second night results still pending. I'm going to check on that today. We'll update things as necessary. I don't think anyone's going to beat Cody Stickler in the points, to be honest with you. Um, Tour Modifieds, Matt Hirschman after two races and two wins. Uh, he looks dominant. I think with Ron Silk having the motor problems, Austin, I think the only guy that really has anything for Matt Hirschman, unless Hirschman has issues, is Patrick Emmerling. Yeah, and it only takes one bad night like we saw last year. Uh-huh. Hirschman was by far the dominant car in the Tour Type Modifieds, uh, but Blewett was consistent. Jimmy Blewett didn't win a race, but he won the championship because Hirschman had that one uh, issue there. And that's all it could take, you know. Patrick Emmerling's finished second both nights. He's been really consistent. Hirschman's won both, but if Hirschman has that one bad night and Patrick finishes second again, that could make a big point spread. Right, and that's like what we saw with William Swalich. He's been very good this week, but a bad finish in the big race is going to take him way down the points. He can still get back into it, but... Um, again, if Casey Roderick has a bad night on a night where there's only 15 cars, the, the point swing is, is a lot smaller. Um, I, I'm expecting 25-plus cars for the tour mods, even factoring in attrition throughout the week. So if there is that potential. Uh, Matt Hirschman gets a flat tire, um, goes down a cylinder, gets involved with a lap car. Uh, any of that could take him out at any moment. So we can't crown Matt Hirschman yet, but he's got five wins in a row in World Series competition. Uh, podium finish in the 200. He's, he is the man you're going to have to beat if you're going to go to victory lane in the tours this week. Um, first night for the tours was a bit crazy. That seems to be the story. The first race for every division is a bit wacky, and then they got it together last night. They went clean and green. Matt Hirschman has won both races. Uh, modifieds have been okay. I think their 76 lapper tonight is going to be pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, jumping back to the Supers real quick, I just want to give a shout-out to James Lynch. Oh, my goodness, yes. Going into the week, I don't think either of them have ever heard of him before. Um, and it was, you know, shows up, solid blue car with a 76 on it. And it, it kind of reminds me of Brad May. It looks like a car that you wouldn't expect to be fast, but he has been really fast all week. Qualified fourth in the Clyde Hart, and we talked about the big names that were in that field. Uh, apparently, just he ran pro trucks up in Illinois and Wisconsin. That's the only thing I could find out about him, yeah. And just started running late models, I guess, about midway through last year. So he has been really strong. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest surprise has been James. I, when I saw that car on the entry list or put in his registration, I was like, who the hell is this? At least it's somebody new. Cool. Then I looked and looked and looked. I couldn't even find a picture of the race car. So I'm thinking... Who is this guy? 
and I did some research, couldn't find much. There's not much on the third turn about him. There's not much on his racing Facebook page. Um, the only picture I could find of the car was half a picture. I couldn't even use it. And then I'm like, it doesn't even look like anything. Um, it showed up. I'm like, well, at least it's here. And I, I honestly, and this is going to sound really bad, but I expected him to be in the way. I expected him to be in over his head. And he has done an incredible job. Whatever happens going forward, I think he can call his World Series a success. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, no one, no one locally here really had any expectations for him. I don't think because we never heard of the guy. Right. But yeah, definitely someone that's going to be on my radar for you know future efforts. Yeah, and I hope he. Um, you know, as the field's going to thin out a little bit going through the week, I, I feel like he can get some top fives, maybe contest for some podiums because he ran. Now, he finished 10th last night. His car faded uh, in that long run at the end, but he battled hard with those guys. He is not laying over for these, you know, late model standouts. So I, I think he's done an incredible job. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, any, has anybody else stood out to you that you didn't expect, or has it been kind of what you expected? Um, as far as on the positive scale, yeah, I think James Lynch definitely takes the – takes the cake on that one. There's been some guys that haven't performed as well as we had thought, but, um, you know, that, that happens sometimes. Um, real quick, biggest disappointment for you so far? Probably Michael Hine. Yeah. I know it's kind of been out of his control for the most part, but, yeah, that was disappointing to see. And uh, we haven't really – we haven't talked about the 602 mods yet, but the Dijon Tommaso brothers haven't been a factor all week, really. Yeah, that was going to be – uh, my pick was definitely Karsten because he's won four out of the six races coming in um, to this week's event. You know, going back to the last two years, four out of six, dominant guy, uh, a couple of podiums to go along with that, and they have been middle-of-the-pack type speed, and they've been caught up in the big crashes, and they have not had anything to show for it, and it, it stinks because I was really looking forward to seeing what those guys could do against the big field. Um and that was going to be my segue into the 602s that have run their three qualifying races for the championship four. So we know who's going to battle for the championship now going into Thursday night's 66-lap finale. First night, Austin, really, really bad. A lot of crashes. Huge pileup on the back straightaway with Christopher Hatton taking out the wall, or taking down the fence, I should say. And there was five, six, seven, eight cars involved in that one couple of other dust-ups throughout the race and uh, then we saw Trevor Catalano win in the most exciting finish of the week one one thousandth of a second ahead of Evan Rogalski yeah that was an incredible finish and Trevor Catalano has been really the strongest car I would say in the 602 modified so the second night they ran it was pretty clean I think they had like a one spin at the end or beginning but other than that it was pretty good yeah and Trevor dominated that race so um, it was two for two. Then there was some holdup in tech, and I haven't gotten the full story. I think Matt Weaver has it, or will be posting something about it because he's got the 602 Insider scoop. Um, uh, something in tech, they let Trevor keep the win but penalized him 25 points. And that, I thought, was going to take him out of the running to qualify for the final four. But as things have fallen into place after race number three, because he, was he second last night, I believe? Yes. Yeah, so two first and a second, even with a 25-point penalty, has put him, I believe, fourth in points. So he has qualified um, 
But last night was really cool to see Luke Baldwin pick up the win for the Baldwin family. So much history in Modifieds and at New Smyrna. And as he said, he just started, he hasn't even racing for a full year in these types of cars. Uh, Legends cars, plenty of experience there. But to jump up into these types of cars and get a win at New Smyrna in a field of 30. And you can see he's made so much progress throughout the week, kind of mid-pack. And then really put put it on, got the big win, was able to beat Trevor Catalano. I thought that was pretty impressive. Yeah, and you interviewed him, and he, he sounded really excited, really yeah. happy to get the win. He wasn't just like, yeah, I'm a Baldwin. We knew we were going to come down here and do this. He sounded very humble and just happy and excited. And that's what I loved out of the 602s. Trevor Catalano went in for the Catalano family. Luke Baldwin went in for the Baldwin family. Um, hopefully we'll see James Blewett have a good run in the Grandpa Blewett race. Uh, he's been a little behind the eight ball, but he was involved in the, in the big crash on opening night, so I don't know that that car's been right. Um, and then a lot of the guys that we've seen contend the last two years haven't been quite as good. So um, it's been a lot of fun to see how the 602 division has evolved throughout the last couple of years. Um, and since we do know who's qualified for the Final Four championship chase, of course, uh, Trevor Catalano, Luke Baldwin, um, Andy Lewis Jr., and the 17 Elite Sharpstein are our top four in points after three races. So the highest finisher in that group will be crowned the overall champion, regardless of if they win or not. So uh, very NASCAR style. I, I kind of like it. It's made it kind of fun to uh, to keep up with this week. Yeah, absolutely. It's different format. I enjoy it. And the last race is going to be fun to watch, especially those four cars. Uh, you mentioned the big wreck on their first race to last race they had my goodness uh that was i think you you said it that was one of the biggest wrecks you've ever seen at any short track before yeah there was well we started 30 cars yeah and i think seven of them avoided it maybe eight because i think um well the 41 had already been parked by that (laughs) point so and and ron d'alessandro pulled off it's like he could sense what was coming okay so yeah so So nine 21 car wreck i guess yeah what we're going to estimate there. I mean, that was huge. Uh, the, the one on, on Monday night was, or Sunday night was incredible. A bunch of guys getting T-bone going airborne. Um, but last night was just, so many people just piled in after the fact. And uh, thank God they have tonight off so that they can work on their cars. I'm sure we'll still have 25 or so for the 66 lapper. Uh, a lot of those guys make a long trip down here. They don't want to end it early, if at all possible. So, um, wild wrecks. Probably the best finish of the year so far um, in uh, in that first race. So the 602 is about a little bit of everything. Yeah, for sure. And um, even though that wreck had a lot of cars in it, quite a few of them were able to continue. So hopefully others can get their stuff fixed for the big race coming up, which will be tomorrow as of this recording. Well, I think that about covers a pretty good recap of what's been going on. Um, we are... A- on our final approach to the new Smyrna Speedway to start day number six, uh, we did update the power ranking. So let's quickly go over that before we um, let you go. I'm going to try to get some driver interviews. I don't know who, I don't know how many I'm going to get, but I'll uh, put them here at the end of the show. But Austin, uh, you've got the paper. So let's, uh, let's go over our updated power rankings. Let's start at P12. Okay. Uh- 12, we have the 602 modified driver, Luke Baldwin, who picked up the win last night. Yep. I think uh, if he hadn't won last night, I don't know if he would have made the top 12. Um, but again, as we talked about, kind of the, the recap that we just did, he's been steadily improving, and I think he's a threat to win on Thursday night as well. All right, 
number 11, we have Hunter Wright in the Pro Late model. Yeah, he's been solidly quiet. Yeah. He made a lot of noise when uh, he started at the back on the, the first Pro Late race and drove up to fifth. And then he's just been right there around fifth place um, each and every night. Not really a threat to win, per se, but solid enough to where I think he, he deserves uh, to be up in the power rankings. Yeah, and um, it's going to be interesting to see tonight. Um, I'm not sure, but I know the race control crew was talking about him being parked for the first practice session because he actually oh. snuck onto the track during a super late mile session yesterday, which is a big no-no. Interesting. So going up to number 10, we have Giovanni Ruggiero in the Super League. Been very solid. couple of third-place runs this week. Um, hasn't won, but again, William Byron and his teammate William Swalich taking the win so far. I feel like he can definitely, he's got the car to get it there. Um, I think he's shown pretty good improvement in his first year of Super Late Model Racing. So um, I think he's a good driver to have up there in the top 10. Yep. Number 9, Tourmont driver Patrick Emerling. Again, uh, two second-place finishes, hasn't had anything for Matt Hirschman, uh, but I feel like he is the guy, unless Ronnie Silk can get the motor put back together, I think he's the guy to uh, to try to knock Matt Hirschman off the pedestal. Number eight, Katie Hettinger in the Pro League. Yeah, she's been super impressive. I wanted to put her higher. Just I, I've really liked what I've seen out of her, but you, you kind of talked me to, to keeping her where she was at. Um Shoulda, coulda, woulda won maybe two of these races. What really impressed me was the the first night she was not not able to qualify, had clutch issues, drove up through the field, was battling for fourth or fifth, ultimately spun out, finished outside the top ten. But the finishes have not been indicative of how that car has run and how she has um, adapted to racing that prolate model car. So I think there's a good chance she moves up even higher uh, when we do the final rankings. Number seven, super late, William Sawalich. Yeah, picked up the win, and he was in championship contention. He'd be higher if he had finished better in last night's race. That kind of had him fall down the list because it's going to be tough for him to win the championship now. But, again, he's he's done well, and you just you can't leave out the Donnie Wilson car. Number six, our only Florida mod driver on the list, it's Cody Stickler. Yeah, he won the first night, finished second to Wayne Parker, and probably going to win a couple more races here this week. And uh, he, he may finish this thing higher if he can win those. And, again, all of this is pending that tire test from the, the second race. Up in the top five, number five, we have Trevor Catalano. Yeah, I had to put him up in the top five. Um, two wins and a second-place finish. I, I don't even care about the penalty. The, the tech side of things isn't isn't my realm. I don't even know the full story yet. Uh, but they let him keep the win, so a win is a win in my book. And uh, he's been very strong, and it's it's good to see the Catalanos having some success down here. Number four in the pro late, Connor Jones. Yeah, we, we talked about him quite a bit. Uh, two wins, two out of three in the pro late. A couple of solid finishes in the super before mechanical problems took him out yesterday. Um, I had him on the rankings originally because of what I thought he was going to do with the super. Now he's turned that back to uh, his pro late model performance. And, um, yeah, with his truck ride and everything, things are going the right direction for Connor Jones. Number three is Casey Roderick. I mean, the most consistent super late model driver other than William Byron. Um, again, if William had run all three races – Probably would have won them all. Casey has been so close to getting a win. I think he will pick one up before the season ends and 
the way things are going, he looks like the championship favorite in my book. Number two is William Byron. I wrestled with this one, Austin. I almost didn't want to put him on the list because it's too easy, and he didn't. He's not running the full thing. But with the star power that William Byron has, with uh, winning now four out of five starts in his Super Late Model World Series career, I, I just feel like he has to be number two. Will he finish there? Uh, probably not. Will he still be in the top twelve? If he can come, if he comes and runs the Orange Blossom and wins that race, he'll still be in my top twelve. All right, and number one. Uh... No surprise here, Matt Hirschman. Yeah, Matt Hirschman's still number one. He's been number one since he entered. Again, he is so spectacular in that tour type modified. I mean, his lines, his car control maneuverability, whether you like him or not, he's one of the best tour mod drivers. He's won both the races, took a car that didn't have it on Saturday night, put it on the podium in the tour mod race. There's no way that I could not have him number one. Yeah, so... Solid list here, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, how much it changes through the rest of the world yeah, series. Yeah, I, I have a feeling some drivers are going to drop off that list, and some are going to move and shuffle around. It'll be interesting to see. But that's our updated look at the power rankings. That is our fuzzy-headed, it is early in the middle of Speed Week's review as we drove to the racetrack. We are now sitting in the parking lot of the New Smyrna Speedway, so we are going to Go ahead and end this segment of the show. We're going to head in and get to work here night number six of the World Series. And we'll keep you guys updated with a full recap of the series on next week's show. Again, I'm going to try to get some driver interviews. And that's going to be going to be my goal for the next day and a half. And then put this all together. And um, hopefully you guys enjoy it. And appreciate you guys listening. Stay tuned for some interviews. Hey, everybody, I want to take a quick moment here and thank some of our great sponsors with the Racing with Ryan podcast, including one of our first American Auto. They are located at 1523 South Dixie Freeway in New Smyrna Beach. You can get a hold of them at 386-428-1941 for tires and service. They've got you covered 100% of the time for fast, dependable service. You can always count on American Auto. We also thank 124 Welding and Fabrication with Ron D'Alessandro and his company for coming on board and supporting the show here. Uh, make sure you check out their Etsy store. Uh, go to Etsy.com and search 124 Welding and Fab. That'll come right up. You can see some of the great items that Ron has for sale. And, of course, you can reach out to them if you want uh, some custom work done. They do all kinds of stuff, welding and fabrication, obviously, but uh, great decorations and metalworking available for sale as well. At 124 Welding and Fabrication, check out the Etsy store. We also thank... Our good friends at Schultz Engineered Products and Schultz Racing Fuel Cells, one of our major sponsors here on the show. Um, they do, I, I mean, just high-quality work. If you want the best in safety, you get the best with Schultz. Um, they have been hiring if you're looking for a good place to work. I know a number of people now working over there. Um, get with get with Rob at uh, 732-922-4334. And uh, see what they're looking for. See what's available. If you like a great work environment and uh, get to work with some really cool things. If you like racing and um, you like hands-on work, this is definitely the place for you. And, of course, make sure you get your Schultz Racing Fuel Cells. That way, in the case of an emergency, you know you're protected by the best. But check them out on the web, Schultz Racing Fuel Cells and Schultz Products. Also, we welcome our good friends at DeBerry Paint and Body for coming on board, one of our new major sponsors here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. 
Once you get your service done at American Auto, you know, if you're involved in an incident, you need some body work done, make sure you take it to DeBerry Paint and Body. That's the only place I trust with my vehicle. So make sure you take them there. You can call them at 386-320-0267. They are located at 400 Chairman Court, Suite 200 in DeBerry, Florida, 32713. And they are open uh, Monday through Friday, 9 to 6, and Saturdays before race day from 10 to 1. So make sure you get with them if you need any body work. Hey, if your car's looking a little dull in the Florida sun, they got you covered as well. That is DeBerry Paint and Body. We thank them for coming on board. And we welcome a brand new sponsor for tax season here at the Racing with Ryan podcast. Got to make sure you get those taxes done. And you want to make sure it's done by somebody who's going to do you right. We welcome SRQ Taxes. That is, of course, our good friend Steve Darling. Uh, They are a family-owned tax practice with offices located in Sarasota, Sarasota, Florida, but they can assist with taxes anywhere via their secure portal. Uh, You can give them a call at 941-840-1099, 941-840-1099, or for more information, you can visit srqtaxes.com. And again, if uh, somebody's going to be handling my money, I want to make sure it's it's somebody that I know and trust, and I know that Steve will take good care of you. So SRQ Taxes, thank you for coming on board and uh, being the official tax partner of the Racing with Ryan podcast. And hey, with all these sponsorships, yeah, we're going to need some taxes too. And we'd also like to welcome brand new sponsor to the podcast, Jacked Racing. Make sure you check them out on YouTube and all other social medias. Of course, that is Jack Hall, the driver of the Double Zero Pro Truck that we'll see in action during the World Series and the regular season at the New Smyrna Speedway and some other tracks as well. Make sure you follow Jacked Racing on YouTube for all of their updates and great content. Follow their TikTok as well if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, We thank them for taking advantage of our special World Series offer here. Um, They clicked on the... uh, on the PayPal link, and they are now a sponsor for the World Series episodes. If you'd like to get on board, make sure you check out the Racing with Ryan Facebook page and click on that link, and you too can become a sponsor, just $5 an episode, but make sure you check out Jacked Racing on YouTube, and make sure you check them out at your nearest short track as well. Uh, We also thank our good buddy Andy Morrison with Never Give Up Racing, a huge supporter of Florida short track racing. He has some great picture frames that are available. Uh, He gave some of those out during the banquet back a couple of weeks ago, and he sent me some information on the Never Give Up Racing light-up picture frames. If you would like to get one, you can call Andy or text Andy at 407-675-1769. They are $35 a piece. They'll make a great addition to any man cave or even living room. So make sure you check those out. I know he's got hats and t-shirts available all the time as well. And he will be doing a lot to support, uh, especially Bomber A and B racing at New Smyrna, but short track racing as a whole this coming season. Again, if you'd like to come on board, there's always opportunity, just $5 an episode. You name what you want to do and we'll get it on the show. And we appreciate everybody for their support past or present and now we'll let you get back to the show all right it wouldn't be a world series without talking to one of my best friends out here mr ben dodge again ben as always it's great to have you down here to uh, to listen to you call those tour modified races i've learned so much from you over the years and uh like i said it's good to see you back down here what do you think of the tour mod so far 
It's been really amazing, to be honest with you. I think the craziest part is the buzz, as everyone is saying, the 61 again, the first night and the second night. But that wasn't the race. The race was for second on back, and it's been incredible. You know, in the first night of competition, we had five different leaders, and Hirschman did win. We're not surprised at that. The second night of competition, no cautions. I think if we had a caution, it might have changed the whole complexion in the event. But I think it's fantastic. The car count is amazing. The quality of the cars of the blend of the Wheel and Modified Tour and all the other organizations have made it a huge success. And uh, if you haven't been out, you got to come out. you got to see it. Absolutely. What do you think has kind of contributed to the turnaround for the Tour Mods? Because back when I first started coming here, There'd be maybe 14, 15, 16 of them, a couple field fillers here and there. But now, you know, our entry list was over 40. Um, We're getting 30-plus cars a night. What do you think has helped turn that around? I think the key ingredient is to keep the playing field fair. In the past, sometimes no no indication that we're going to pick or point fingers at anybody. But the rules and the regulations were not the way they are now. They're enforced. It doesn't matter if you're Matt Hirschman. It doesn't matter if you're a competitor running for 20th. You come here and you're going to be treated the same. That hasn't always been the story. Well, that's that's one thing we hear all the time. Tech has got to do their job. And when they Absolutely. do their job, it gets people out here. And the fields the last few years have been incredible. Um, I, I felt so bad that a couple of years ago when you weren't able to make it because that was like the biggest field we've had in so many years. And it was an honor that you gave me your blessing to, uh, to call those races for you. But like I said, it's, it's so good to have you back here and enjoying what you're doing and doing the TV stuff and getting back over here in the booth. And um, have you been enjoying the experience this far? I really have, to be honest with you. This happened to be very, very important to me to do this for a whole bunch of reasons. I've made great friends here, people like yourself. But when you have cancer and you've went through the horrors of cancer and still going through it and you went through you know 28 radiation treatments and and 28 chemo treatments you you're being told things like you'll never speak again you'll because it happened to be in my throat area you'll never be able to do this so when i came here i totally doubted that i could but i wanted to and it was through the efforts of individuals like yourself who graciously said we got your back, Ben. We will help you and make a difference. And I appreciate that very much from the bottom of my heart. You know, as I do this more, my voice will come back and be better. I'm very apologetic about that. But for the most part, I'm doing something I love. I have announced every one of these events except for the ones that I've been sick at, which happen to be two. Um, so it's very, very important to me. I have a passion for the Hart family, Robert, his dad. Uh, Jane, everybody, they've all been a part of this. Rusty Marcus, they've, everybody's been exceptionally good to me over the years. And, you know, you touched on something before, and I, I'm not just saying this, that I mean this. I get to work with and have worked with a lot of the top-name broadcasters in the country. They've worked by my side. Some of them advanced on to other careers. They had intentions and everything else. And I want people to realize that Brian Stevens is one of the most talented up-and-coming broadcasters at the risk. Now, I'm not saying that because we're talking and it's your podcast. It's a reality, okay? You have the ability, you have the drive, and you have the focus and the dedication. And, you know, if you haven't been out here or you haven't listened to Ryan or seen the hard work that he puts in, let me tell you something. This is a name that you're going to be tuning the dial on that. Well, they don't do it dials anymore, do they? YouTube, <laughs> YouTube nowadays, podcasts. And, right? yeah. and you're going to be saying, 
that's the guy. That was the guy I used to hear at New Smyrna. He's the guy. Because the facts are the facts. I'm 70 years old. Uh, there has to be a passing of the torch. Okay? So I have to hand it to somebody else. The Mike Joys of the world that I've worked with for years that are personal friends of mine, they're getting to the same age bracket. Whether we want to or not, we have to pass the torch. And you are the type of talent that's a credit to our industry, and you are the next generation. And I'd be honored to have to pass that torch to you because I know you'll carry it with the dignity that I have tried to do over the years as well. Oh, Ben, I, I can't thank you enough for those kind words. You know, the, the letter that you left for me yesterday, got home, and yesterday was it was by far the, the toughest day of the World Series. And, and doing this, you know, for 10 days in a row, it's you're going to have— It's tough. It drains on you. It, it is, and you have tough days, and, you know, things happen. But I read that note, and it literally made my World Series, and I can't thank you enough for that and the, the kind words here. Um, I, I look forward to every year around Christmas time, Thanksgiving time, when I get that text from you to to tell me that you're coming down. That that just that completes the World Series for me. So I hope that we continue to do this for for many many years because um, it's an honor to work up here with you. And like I said, uh, from my humble beginnings of of being that that shy, quiet guy uh, to now, you I've come learned, out of your shell. I, I have for sure, for <laughs> sure. And uh, you know, like I said, I've learned so much from you. So I can't thank you enough for for the kind words and, and the coaching and the guidance that you always provide. You are welcome. You are a real talent and a real treasure to this industry. This is a very difficult business, and none of these racetracks are really easy to do this at because everybody has their own niche and their own presentation in the process of it. So keep doing a good job, and anybody listening to this podcast that has the power or any of the above. I'll give this kid a recommendation anytime you want it. He should be on the big stage as well as being here at home turf. Well, Ben, thank you so much. All right, I've caught up with Matt Hirschman, winner of the first two nights of the World Series. Kind of the opposite of what happened last year. You won the last three, and now you've started off with the first two wins. So you can't be disappointed about that. Not at all, but it's actually the opposite of what we've done many years yeah. because usually we close very strong uh, and we've never opened like this. So um, I'm hoping that... Uh, you know that we can carry through and it's not a uh, reverse roles kind of a reversal of roles uh so that's the main thing but i think well tonight will be a good indicator uh you know and hopefully we can finish the week the way we've started but uh it um yeah it's it's a little different this way but we'll uh we'll take it so far well you've had an incredible week um that tour mod race the 200 I'm telling you, like, 75% of the way through, I'm like, man, Matt has really not been a factor. I guess it's just not his night. And then you use that little bit of pit strategy, got that track position, and it just doesn't matter. If your car's not quite right, you always find a way to get up front. How do you do that? Well, yeah, I mean, it took some strategy there to, to do that, but it... Um uh, we didn't have a good race and things didn't go our way that day. Uh, and that's, you know, that can sometimes make or break you some things that happen. So, um, yeah, it just wasn't, uh, wasn't meant to be, uh, but we still came away with a respectable finish. And then, uh, so far Monday and Tuesday have gone, uh, gone well for us. Uh, no, uh, no setbacks or anything. Uh, we've, we've, you know, we've performed well. What's it going to take to win and sweep the week? I mean, I, I know that's a, a tough feat, especially with these long-distance races coming up, but yeah. I, I feel like you could do it. Well, I mean, if, if we win tonight, uh, I guess certainly it's a, still a possibility, but I think it's just too soon yet. I mean, yeah, yeah three three races ahead of us yet. But, you know, if we win tonight, you know, now you're just you're past the midway point now, um, you know, at that point. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll see how we do tonight. 
I know you never count your chickens before they hatch, but I don't think anybody can count you out this week. I think everybody's aiming for you, so they're probably stepping up their game. And, uh, you know, qualifying, invert track position, all of that is important. But 76 laps tonight, 50 the next day, and 100. I think that falls right into your wheelhouse. Yeah, I mean, we're, everybody's, you know, going to look at us as the favorite, and they're going to be shooting for us, and uh, they're going to work to improve. And uh, all we can do is just try and not beat ourselves and stay, uh, stay on top of things the rest of the week. And we'll uh, take it one night at a time. Well, there you go. Hey, we appreciate you coming down and supporting this thing as always, and good luck the rest of the way. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Matt Hirschman, driver the number 60, tour modified. All right, I caught up with Brad May, driver the number 9 car, one of our local drivers here at New Smyrna. Well, Brad, this is the second car you've piloted here this week and um, had overheating in the big race last night. What's the uh, outlook for going forward? You know, I feel like we've got it uh, hopefully under control. The car's been racing really good, not qualifying so good, but I feel like we found a little more speed in practice today. If we can get a good qualifying spot, get in the draw, you know, I think the car will race good, you know, be able to battle for some wins. But starting where we've been starting, it's been a struggle. But I hope uh, hope that's changing and hopefully a good qualifying run and we'll go have some fun. Yeah, everybody's talking about track position and how important it is because these cars are so close to one another that it's it's hard to pass once everybody gets going. Restarts are so important. And that invert, do you feel like if you can nail the front row tonight that you can hold those guys off? I've done it before. You know, yeah. the, everything lines up at the right time and I can get out in the lead. I, I love, you know, leading, run my own line and take care of it. Um, if I can get out in the lead, I'm going to make it as difficult as I can to have them pass me. So I'm looking forward, you know, to something like that. I need that this week. Well, you've been part of this World Series for a long, long time. Do you still enjoy the grind of all of this? Because once we hit day six, day seven, it starts to, to wear on you, doesn't it? Oh, I was, I was tired at day one, but I loved yeah. every minute of it. You know, we're, we're all working hard, and we're out here early in the morning, and it's just part of, you know, being able to focus all week on racing is a lot of fun, not going to a job every day and working on the weekends. So um, I look forward to every, uh, every year, every speed weeks, and it's a lot of work, but a lot of times the rewards are worth it. Well, Brad, I thank you for taking some time. Do you have anybody you want to thank? Uh, all the RK Edwards guys, New Smart Speedway, everybody that helps out on uh, on these cars. Well, Brad, thank you so much. Good luck the rest of the week. Brad May, driver of the number nine LA model. All right, I've caught up with Ricky Moxley, driver of the 38 Florida Mod so far this week. Ricky, uh, how would you say your week's going? It's been kind of a kind of a wet start, but now we're drying out. And we're getting you guys on track a little bit. Yeah, no, um, everything's going pretty good. We're fighting a, a real bad tight here. I just don't know if it's from the big tire mods. Um, you know, that's what I'm hoping it is because the car's never reacted the way it is. So we're trying some things. Today's practice was just a total wash, both of them, that and qualifying. Um, but... We're thinking, we're pretty confident we've got a problem with the rear end, the Gleason. Um, so we're going to lock it up and see if that helps. And um, if that helps, we should be good. So I was surprised to see the Florida Modified here because you registered the Tour Modified. Did you have problems with that car? Because uh, we haven't seen it out there yet. Same thing, same rear thing. end problem. Same thing. Um, had a little, everything else was fine on the car. We had an issue with the rear end. Um, we couldn't get another Gleason in time, so we just opted out to load it up and concentrate on the modified. I will tell you, getting out of that tour modifying and jumping in a Florida modifying will mess with your head. I, I bet. They're, people just think, oh, they're race cars. You get in one, you get in the other. But that's a huge difference, isn't it? It is. It is. Because you like the problem I had uh, Tuesday night, I believe it was, or Tuesday, I would get in the tour mod 
and I felt like Superman. You could throw that thing and barrel it in the corner, and it would stick like a slot car. Right. Well, then I get out of that immediately, jump in the Florida mod, and I'm doing the same thing about killing myself. So <laughs> right. it's it's just a total different animal. A lot of respect for those guys. Uh, and you've been out here and everything from modifieds to late models. And now, you know, been able to at least drive the Tour Modified, and you've done that for Gary Fountain a couple times, too. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to drive out here? Uh, by far, my Florida Modified. Yeah. By far, yeah. Yeah, that thing seems to suit your style, and, you know, you've won a bunch of times in that thing, and that's what we're used to seeing you in. And I know you've done this this series in the late model, Modified, Florida Modified, and everything, so it's, it's always good to see you out here. Uh, I appreciate that. It's great to be here. I got to tell you guys are doing a great job. You're doing a great job, as always, and we're just glad to be here. Beats work. That's what I'm saying, man. Well, hey, I appreciate you always being out here and being a part of the World Series and part of our regular season, too, and you're able to. We appreciate you, Ricky. Absolutely. We appreciate we appreciate you having us, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, Ricky Moxley, driver of the 38 Florida Mod. All right, I've caught up with Luke Baldwin down here in the Modified Pits, and Luke, impressive win for you yesterday. Uh, that had to mean so much to you to win here at this Speedway. Yes, sir. It was awesome. I mean, all, all these people here at a track like this and my first real, you know, modified event. Uh, it was a surreal feeling for sure. What do you think being a part of this World Series, especially this one? It's crazy busy down here. Um, are you enjoying the experience this far? Yeah, I'm loving it. Um, it's kind of getting back to where it used to be, as prestigious as it is. All these cars coming out, making making it such a big show. And it's been very entertaining so far. We had some great racing, especially in the crate mod division. Yeah, that division's been pretty wild. A bunch of cars, some big wrecks, and some great finishes. And to see you get that win yesterday and be so humble and happy in victory lane, I thought that was pretty cool. You told me yesterday you've been racing these style of cars for less than a year. Uh, tell us all how you got your start in the racing world. So, obviously, my dad, he's been in it since he was a kid. And uh, my brother started racing legend cars from what seemed like was out of nowhere uh, about three years ago. And since then, I, I really wanted to race I had to convince my parents, and then last year, in about May, I made my first Legend car start, and then I ran about 15 races last year in the Legend car, and then this is my first modified event. That's pretty amazing. So really just three starts in a modified, and you've already picked up a win. I think that shows not only the hard work from this team, but the talent that you have behind the wheel. Yes, sir. These guys work so hard to get, get me a good car under me. I mean, Jeff Priest, his guys helping bring this car down because I mean with the amount of cars my dad has here we didn't even have enough trailers so they helped get this down my dad gave me a great setup all these guys at Tommy Bolton Racing just working hard on the car all week well Luke you are actually qualified for the final four for the championship on Thursday night for that big 602 race any pressure there you're just going to try to go out and win that thing uh yeah if if I'd like to win one it'd definitely be that one with the grandpa blue at memorial but, uh, yeah, with the final four, it's super exciting. It's going to be fun racing with Trevor Catalano, Andrew Lewis, and uh, the 17 car. I mean, we've all been racing together this whole week uh, with a lot of respect. It's been fun racing with these guys side-by-side side every night. Well, Luke, congratulations on that big win. Thanks for taking some time, and enjoy the rest of the World Series. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. All right, so we are here with Connor Mozak, driver of the number 28 Super Late model. And, uh, you know, you've had a pretty consistent week. Last night, I think, was your, your strongest run. We had 30-some-odd late models here. You drove your way up to fourth. How's the outlook for the rest of the week? I feel pretty good about it. Obviously, you know, the longer run, long, longer races are probably our strong suit. We have a good long-run car and can take us a little bit to get going. And don't feel like we have the raw qualifying speed. And, and some of that's on me for sure. Um, so hopefully we can get that figured out and 
think if we can start you know closer to the front of these races, it'll you know, we'll really have a good shot at winning one of these. What do you think it's going to take to beat those Wilson cars? They're undefeated so far this week. Um, just track position is huge. You know, I think we were we were faster than them the first race, um, and then we were faster than you know at least the 22 last night. Um, and I think if we get in front of them, that we're good enough at least we can hold them off in a 35 lap or so. Um, we'll just hopefully get some good track position. Yeah, it's a track position deal out there. Everybody's so equal. It seems, you know, the top six, eight cars in qualifying are all right on top of each other. So the invert is very important. Do you think if you can get a good starting spot tonight, you can pull those guys off? I think so. You know, the restarts are really important, uh, which I feel like we did a good job of last night. We were able to capitalize on pretty much every single one between the choose and then uh, the lane that we rolled. Uh, I feel like we could we could make passes on the top and on the bottom. So hopefully um, that works out for us again tonight. Well, good luck the rest of the week. Thanks for taking some time to talk to us. All right, thank you. Connor Mozak, driver of the 28 Superlay. All right, we caught up here with Brian Gaten, driver of the 16 Florida Mod. Brian, you've moved up from the Bomber A-Class up into the Florida Mod. How has that transition been for you? It's been a challenge. Definitely a a lot more horsepower going from front-wheel drive to rear-wheel drive. It's definitely a different transition. Are you enjoying the World Series so far? I know that that's a big event to take on, especially your first time in the car. Yeah, it's been it's been a blast. Been like I said, a challenge learning to adjust on this car, learning the differences in driving. But I'm enjoying myself. Now, with racing so many nights in a row, do you think that'll help you going forward versus like racing once a month or so? Yeah, that's going to be a tremendous help to me getting all this extra seat time in a row instead of having to wait month to month. It's, it's going to help me a lot. I picked up every day on my driving abilities and handling, so we're getting there. Well, it's been good to see you out here. Um, do you have anybody you'd like to thank for everything so far this week? Well, first of all, i got to thank my wife for letting me do this. Uh, my best friend Kenny, which is my crew chief, helping me tune on this car. Chuck and Matthew Green, Ricky Wood, Alan Bruns, Jared Allison, Napa Auto Parts of Oviedo, um, Swell Construction, Bruns. General contractors, all of them helping me get to this point. Well, Brian, we wish you good luck, and uh, we thank you for coming out and supporting the event. Thank you. Brian Gaten, driver of the number 16 Florida Mod. All right, I've caught up with Connor Jones, driver of the 44 Super and Prolate model. First of all, you've had a great World Series, but I want to ask you, now that you're driving both style of cars in the same week, what's been the most fun so far? Uh, probably just honestly getting the wins. You know, getting the wins, yeah. Getting more experience in the Super is really crucial because we were doing a little bit more super racing this year than we did last year and uh the more experience i think the better off we were going to be well you can't beat experience and that's what's so fun about being at the world series i know it's a grind being here day after day but you know when you get to race day after day you don't have to wait weeks or months before your next race so that's gotta you know that's gotta be worth something right yeah 100 percent. experience in a super late is everything is key you know all the wilson got known to man that supers and pros go to so it definitely makes it a challenge to beat them because they're always really fast and uh but we're gonna, we're gonna try and get there i think we have good piece for them tonight well that's been the other thing there's so much good competition here this week and you've been able to pick up two wins in the in the pro late model i know uh your initial press release said the focus was on the super you'd run the pro to kind of trophy hunt uh, now that you're leading the points and having a good run are you gonna try to win that championship oh for sure we're definitely gonna try and win the championship but we're also, I think, still somewhat in the points for the Super, so we're definitely trying to get some out of that, too. Another uh, another big thing that's happened this week, you've signed to drive for Thorsport for a couple of truck series racing. That's uh, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, 100%. Um, 
really, uh, it is really exciting, you know, because uh, getting your name out there is everything, and running with a big team like that definitely, I think, gets your name out there, and uh, I really don't know what else to say, honestly. Well, I, I mean, I was not surprised when I saw the uh, the announcement because your, your talent has shown here at the World Series, especially the last couple of years. So I think other people have definitely noticed that talent, and uh, that's a pretty big accolade to drive for that team. And uh, well, we wish you the best of luck for the rest of the week. want to give you a chance to uh, thank any sponsors or anybody that's helped you so far this week. Yeah, 100%. You know, the Tool Shack, Pepper Jack Kennels, Nutrisource Pet Food, uh, but Fire Suppression Solutions, um, DreamWorks Graphics, you know, RNS Race Cars, Marcus Richmond, uh, Clearlo Communications. Just everybody's really put this together to come out here and have a great World Series so far. Well, Connor, congratulations on a great start. Good luck the rest of the way. Thank I you. appreciate you. All right, I've caught up with TJ DeCare, driver of the 88 Pro Late Model. TJ, this is your first uh, World Series. What do you think of all this? Definitely a lot of mayhem. Um, trying to stay out of the crashes and trying to keep my nose clean. Well, so far, you've been able to do that. Cars in one piece still looking good. Um, you know, this was your true New Smarter debut. You came out here for Red Eye, and, and things went wrong on the on the pace laps of all things. But luckily, you got some practice. Um, you know, you've been pretty good on the bull rings like Auberdale and, and, and Citrus. What do you think of this big track here at New Smyrna? Um, definitely a lot different. Um, pretty much double of Auburndale. Racing is a lot different. Um, different competitors. Everyone's from different states, North Carolina, Texas. I think there's a few from New York. Yeah, there's people from all over the place, Canada, you name it. Um, and it seems like when these races get going for a little while, there's cars all over the place. Um, how tough is it out there navigating the traffic? Um, definitely a little bit different in Auburndale. Most of the cars at Auburndale stay low, let you have the lane, but some cars here that don't necessarily, don't necessarily know that, so a little bit different and a little bit more hard trying to navigate the traffic. How's the outlook for the rest of the week? You've gotten a couple races under your belt. Are you feeling more confident? Do you think now you can get up there and start battling with some of these guys? Um, hoping for another top 10 here. Um, definitely a lot more expensive cars, bigger teams. So trying to get the best we can out of the car. Well, like I said, you've done a good job keeping your nose clean because it's been hectic out there at times. And you have snuck into the top 10 a couple of times. And, you know, your car is in better shape than some of these other guys. So I think if you can get a good starting spot tonight and the rest of the week, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised to see you maybe even knock off a top five before it's all said and done. Hope so. Thank you. Do you have anybody you want to thank? Um, RCP America, BG Motor Products, my parents, Scott Clements, uh, Mike Garvey, uh, Mr. Rick Next, and everybody that helps pitch in. DJ, thanks for taking some time. Good luck the rest of the week. CJ DeCare, driver of the 88 Pro Late. Good luck, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're here with Casey Roderick, driver of the 18 Super Late model. Casey, this is your uh, first trip down to the World Series, teaming up with ACR. Pretty good team around this place. Uh, it's been going pretty well, but uh, how would you say the weekend's going from your perspective? I think we've had a good week so far. Just, um, you know, we, we've lacked uh, the first two races, one spot, and then last night we lacked two spots to, to get a win. But, uh we, uh, we've been struggling uh, getting down the straightaway. Um, just the mother cars are pulling really hard down the straightaway, and it's hard to gain that back in the corner uh, when we're all so equal. So, um, see what happens today. We got a little different piece today, so uh, I was really happy with it in practice. We made some good good changes, good gains. So, uh, we'll see how the end of the race does tonight. You should be pretty happy because you're about the only guy that can keep up with the Wilson cars. Those cars are, have been on rails. They've been really stout out here the last few years. And, you know, I know you've been around the Speedway before, but I was surprised when I saw this was your first World Series. Are you enjoying this grind so far? Oh, yeah. It's it's fun racing every night. I've, I've never done this my whole career. So uh, being able to race every night was 
is pretty cool, and uh, I'm enjoying it so far. So um, we got a good points lead for the for the World Series, but uh, I don't want to win that unless we can get us some wins. So we're going to try to change that tonight. Well, I think you got one coming. Congratulations on the good start, and good luck the rest of the week. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Casey. All right, I've caught up with Michael Hine, driver of the 69 Pro and Super Late model. Well, unfortunately, your World Series has not gotten off to the start that you wanted. But I got to ask, does that take the pressure off? Can you just now go focus on trying to trophy hunt the rest of the week? It definitely does. You know, running for a championship makes it a lot more stressful. They're, uh, both of them are out of our reach now. We're just going to try to go out, have some fun, uh, try to win us some races. Yeah, it was very disappointing when we saw you in the wall on night number one. And we've been talking, especially in the pro late, how you know exciting the championship battle was last year and you are able to win that thing. And I think a lot of people were thinking you'd be the guy to beat as far as defending that championship. But, you know, like you said, the pressure's off. Now you can just go out and enjoy the rest of the week. Yeah, definitely. Unfortunately, that happened on night one. And uh, after that, we just decided not to go for the points championship after we rained out the night before that. And uh, it really sucks. I'd love to be battling for a championship right now, but that's why they call it racing and not winning. Yeah, this World Series, it doesn't matter how good you are. It really proves that this is a tough deal and things really have to go your way. And they, they did last year and not so much this year. But, you know, you guys are still here. You're still going through the grind. And I feel like we're not done seeing the 69 car up front this week. Oh, yeah. No, we are uh, got a few races left. We're going to try to capitalize on them and uh, see if we can't get us a win or two. Michael, is there anybody you'd like to thank for all the work this week? like to thank my mom and dad, Chris and Terry Cater, Brad, Goddard, all the guys helping us out. Uh, huge thanks to them. I wouldn't be here without them. Brembo Brakes, Skater and Tommy, they've been a huge help to me. Any questions or help we need with brakes, they've been really good about that. Strange Oval Axles, um, I think that's it. Uh, anybody else I forgot? Oh, Michael, good luck the rest of the week, and hopefully we'll talk to you up on the podium before it's all said and done. Oh, yeah, that's the plan. Thank you. Thank you, Michael Hine, driver of the 69 late model. Hopefully we'll see him up front later this week.